Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Before we begin, just a quick note. My family and myself are moving to Eretz Yisrael on Sunday. More specifically, Ramat Bet Shemesh Aleph. We're moving to Israel after being in the UK for three years, teaching in London universities. So there might not be a podcast next week, but we'll see what we can do. But also, I'd just like to thank everybody who's been listening for the past couple of years. On two fronts, really. One, more personally, it's been a growing and developing experience, both in the learning of Rav Hirsch, but also the giving it over. And that has had profound consequences on how I've been teaching my students over the past three years. But I suppose on a deeper level, the fact that I knew that there was this podcast I was giving, it kept, it gave me a foundation. It gave me something I was constantly going back to. And it was reassuring, as well as stabilizing in my educational role. So I would really genuinely like to thank all my listeners for the feedback, for the continued listening, and let's get on with the podcast. So this week, we're going to take an idea, once again a commonly known idea, an idea that we relate to religiously quite often, and show how Rav Hirsch's appreciation of what the language of the term actually means completely shifts our approach to it. But I'm going to give a parallel, a parallel to enrich the idea. So these two ideas, once again, from two different sides of the religious world, but they share this common denominator that a level of appreciation of language completely revolutionizes how we approach them. I'm talking about the idea of a Yetzirah, your evil inclination, or your Yetzirah for that matter, and the idea of giving Misa, tithes. Now, I can imagine a person saying, well, these have absolutely nothing to do with each other, but bear with me. In this week's parish, we discuss tithes right at the end. What are tithes? What is misa? People take misa off their produce, off their... Even today, we have money, we take misa off it, we take a tenth off. But Rav Hirsch tells us that's not what we're doing. In a similar sort of way, when we talk about the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah, that we have this sort of inclination, we have this thing pushing us towards the good or pushing us towards the evil, I have a very strong Yetzirah for this. The idea that there's something pushing you, once again, Rav Hirsch says that's not what we're talking about from a Jewish standpoint. So let's begin with this idea of the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. So how did I always understand this idea? Well, that there was something inside of me that would push me to good or push me to bad. And there's a reason why I think I had the tendency to relate to it like that, because it sort of withers away my responsibility. Because, well, if it's not really me, it's something detached from me, well then, it's not really me doing it. Rav Hirsch sort of wags his finger and says that's not what the word means. Yetzer is not an active term. You're not actively doing this. There's something, nothing active happening here. It's passive. Yetzerhara is not the thing that pushes towards evil or the thing that pushes towards good. It is that which is formed. Yetzer, not Yetzer. Not the former of clay, the clay itself. So the way Rav Hirsch approaches this very classical religious idea isn't that there's something pushing you. Rather, there is something being formed. The world reveals itself to you, and you, the distinct autonomous individual, either forms it for the good or forms it for the bad. It is passive. It is being formed, not doing the forming. And that changes how you look at the world, and also is more relatable to how we experience the world. We do form the world to good and the bad, we, we see the world reveal itself as potential, and we form it. So that's this idea of Yetzirah and Yetzirah, why I would have a tendency to want to look at it in a certain way, often sort of 
influenced by a Christian framework, I would want to look at it like that. But Rav Hirsch says, no, that isn't what we're doing. And that makes it religiously more meaningful as well. Because once again, religion is about responsibility. So that's that first idea. Now let's parallel it with Misa. How did I generally speaking consider the idea of Misa? Well, I would have my money and I would take off a tenth and then the rest of it would be mine. And there's a tendency for that because I sort of pay God off. I, I give him what he needs, I give the poor, and then I walk away with the rest. But besides this not being healthy, because the root of paganism from a Jewish standpoint is to have a mechanistic relationship with your deity. I do A, he does B. Now, this may seem, well, what's wrong with that? Why is that so evil from the religious standpoint of the Jewish people? Why is a barter system with God so bad? Well, because... Very good if your God expects you to pick up a log, but if your God expects you to do something horrific and it's a mechanistic relationship, then you start relating to God as a cash machine. In which case, what won't you do to try and achieve your goal if it's purely mechanistic? But that's a discussion for another time. But if you approach the idea of Misa in a mechanistic way, besides it being unhealthy, it also isn't religiously meaningful. Yes, you're doing something nice, you're giving charity, but how does that enrich the rest of your religious experience? This is where Rav Hirsch walks in. He says, when we say, you give Misa, look at the language. Here, it's the opposite from our first example. Here, it is active. So what does that mean? You have your amount. You would think you're taking something off something else. That's not the language. To Misa something means you're doing something to your whole. Something is being actively done here to the thing you're holding. Not so much Asarit, which is a tenth. That you're taking off. That would be the language we would expect if it's just taking off a tenth. That's not what's happening here. What's happening here is you're actively doing something to the amount. And the way Rav Hirsch explains it, he says when you take mice off something, you complete it. A tenth is the completion of a set. When you mice something, you complete it. You have made it complete. And from a religious standpoint, when you take off that tenth, that you complete your whole, that permeates throughout the rest of it. That permeates throughout the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. You have completed it with the action you've done through the Misa. I recognize this is slightly abstract, but let me maybe break it down. You have a hundred pounds. You take off a tenth of that. You Miser it. That means you've made another, the rest of that 90 pounds religiously significant. You have 10 apples. If you looked at it from a negative standpoint, that you take off your one for charity and then you walk away with the rest. Yes, you've done something good, but you're, what you're walking away with hasn't been enriched from a religious standpoint. This way of conceptualizing it, the nine you walk away with are religiously significant. They're part of your life. That brings God into your daily experience. So to recap this idea, Misa being put in the active means you're doing something to your produce. You're doing something to your money. And if you conceptualize it like that, not asarit, not a tenth, if you conceptualize it like that, you've done something religiously significant to the rest of your stuff. When you give charity at the end of the month of the money you've made, you walk away with the rest of the money, not as I've now paid God off. No, I have made the rest of my experience of living religiously significant. And this is a very fitting way of finishing Vayikra, ideas to do with Kedusha and Tahara, ideas to do with sanctity and things that often may be looked at as slightly detached from our daily experience. The last commandment, Rav Hirsch points out, brings it back home, quite literally, brings it back to the sphere of the human experience, which is where Judaism takes place in its full, 
in the family home with the produce you bring back. So let's recap our three points. We spoke about the idea of shifting paradigms. We spoke about the idea of Yetzirah and Yetzirah, that it is a passive term, Yetzirah, not Yetzirah. You're not forming something, it is being formed. And how you approach the world enriches the responsibility and the religious experience from your point of view. We paralleled that with Misa. In this case, it is active. You are doing something to your property. You are making it, you're infusing it, the rest of the nine, with religious meaning. And we explain why it's so apt that we end Parashas Vayikra on this note. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful Shabbos.